Married with Channels podcast. Hi there. Hey. I'm Moose. I'm the husband. I'm Jody, the wife. The wife. This is a podcast about a married couple going over TV shows, reviewing episodes, sometimes movies. Brought to you by Honey. Go to joinhoney.com slash married. And we begin with the season season two finale of Ted Lasso. Let's jump right in. Jumpity jump, 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 jump. All right. It was a fantastic finale. Yeah? I uh, I thought there's a lot of stuff there that was very, like, kind of wow. And there's a lot of deep stuff, too. Sure. Um, if you haven't seen the episode, there's a whole lot of spoilers here. So you might want to pause. Go watch the finale for Ted Lasso. Season two. You know, when I think about the episode, there is a lot packed into it. A lot. A lot of different stuff. And there's a lot of deep meanings going on. Not to get too wavy gravy, but uh, in inverting the pyramid of success, the 12th episode of season two, um, shit gets real. <laughs> and it, we find kind of a villain. Yeah. And it's so good because I don't know if anybody really expected that from Nate. I'm, I'm having a hard time with that. I think it's because you don't want him to be the villain. No, it's not that. I'm just like, what does he have to be so mad about? Like, I agree with you. You know, like, it doesn't quite fit for me with what's happened in the story thus far. Yeah. And on that note, let's play that clip from the episode. This is after the game. Um, Nate's gone off to the uh, It's halftime, isn't it? I believe... It's halftime and he tells him off, doesn't he? You know, I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah, because when they finish the game, Nate's gone and uh, they go back and the believe sign is ripped in half on Ted's desk. But yeah, at halftime, Ted can, uh, talks to Nate and Nate lets him, lets him have it. You made me feel like I was the most important person in the whole world. And then you abandoned me. Like you switched out of life just like that. And I, I worked my ass off trying to get your attention back, to prove myself to you, to make you like me again. But the more, the more I did, the less you cared. It's like I was fucking invisible. I haven't even got the, the photo I gave you for Christmas up in your office, just a picture of dumb Americans. And now you're going to play Nate's false nine to win the team fuck up, which they will. He can blame it on me. Well, no, fuck that. Everybody loves you. The great Ted Lasso. Well, I, I think you're a fucking joke. Mm. Without me, you wouldn't have won a single match and they would have shipped your ass back to Kansas where you fucking belong with your, with your son. Because you, you sure as hell don't belong here. But I do. I belong here. This didn't just fall into my lap, right? I, I earned this. I know you didn't, Nate. And if I didn't tell you how important you were to me enough, I'm sorry about that. No, no, you're not. You're full of shit. Just fuck you, Ted. Wow. Boom. Nate, in his black suit and his ever-graying hair, tells off Ted Lasso. Yeah, just... I, I don't know. I just don't know why he's so angry. I don't. I don't really follow that. I guess I don't either. I think though, what, what's what, if you read between the lines here, I think, I think Nate is talking to his dad 
because they've done a good job and they've done it sparingly mm. of giving us the backstory of Nate and his father. Remember that episode where he tried to get the table at the front of the restaurant? Yeah, he's always trying to impress his dad. That whole thing was about him and his dad. Yeah. And then he gets the table and his dad is not even like throwing yeah. him any kind of bone as far as good job. Thanks sure. for getting the table. Yep, so, yep. Even when he got his kind of position on the coaching staff, yeah. he just kind of whatever and was, you yeah. know. Remember uh, when Nate was at the table and his dad was reading the paper and yeah. on the back it said like, you know, the wonderkin. Yeah. And he tried to make a little like kind of joke to get his dad to acknowledge that. But his dad still, I, I don't remember what he said, but he said something like along the lines, I think of like, don't let it go to your head. Yeah. It wasn't like he said, hey, great job. Sure. Keep a level head. You got this. Sure. His dad's an asshole. And I think Nate is starving. I think he got a father figure in Ted to begin mm -hmm. with, got some success. Ted took some of his plays. They worked. He's become like a, a co, you know, a, a co-worker, an equal mm -hmm. in a lot of respects. So what more does he want? I mean, I don't get it. I think he wants, I think what tipped him over is when they hired Roy as a coach. Hmm. When Roy Kent came on as coach, I think Nate took that as like, you know, you're good. But you're not good enough. We need more. Hmm. I don't know. Why can't they just all work together like they are? That's what works. But I mean. I th what I'm getting at is I think Nate is dealing with some rough shit. Sure. And he is not processing. He's probably never had success in his life. He's probably never had anybody well, say, you did a great job. Yeah. And if he did, no one said that to him. So. Some interesting things. Uh, Nate Mohammed, Nick Mohammed, who plays Nate. Mm-hmm. He posted on his Twitter some some interesting tidbits about the show and the finale. Yeah. One is the first time we ever see Nate, he's shouting at Ted. Hmm. Remember that? He like comes on the pitch and oh. Nate, who's like a, an equipment guy, is like, hey, hey, you can't be here. Get off there. You yeah. Know? The roast from season one is fun and taking a good spirits, but you can see how much of a kick Nate gets out of laying into the players. It's payback time. Hmm. When Nate first believes he's been fired at the end of season one, he turns on Rebecca and calls her a shrew, a first glimpse into his nasty side. I guess I didn't pick up on any of these, really. Yeah, and I'll put a link to this little rundown that huh. Nick Muhammad put up. It's interesting stuff, like yeah. uh, the hair change, coloring, yeah. that's deliberate. Sure. They had flecks of gray. He had flecks of gray that were painted out in season one. And we're painted more and more gray season two progressed. It's a wig by the very end. So, uh, yeah, there's more there. And I'll put a link in the uh, description. Cool. So that you can check it out for yourself. Some yeah. Interesting stuff. But I think Nate is just a wounded little pussycat. I guess. You know? Taking out his stuff on Ted, huh? Yeah. Sure. And there was a moment, I want to say it was at the funeral for Rebecca's dad. Yeah. Rupert whispered something in Nate's ear. Yeah. And I think since then, Nate has kind of gotten emboldened. Sure. I don't, like I, someone else wants me. Yeah. I'm sure Rupert said like something hey. like, you're the real reason they're doing good. And well, something like that, that. And in this episode, another spoiler, we learned that he, at the funeral, he gave up his shares back to Rebecca and she thought, oh, he's just being nice. But yeah. in this episode, we find out that he bought another team, West Ham. Yeah, yeah. And at the end of the episode, we see that Nate is now at least a coach on the West Ham team, maybe yeah. even the head coach. Maybe, yeah. 
and his hair's all great, pretty grayed out, and it's kind of styled up a little bit. Yeah. But we see Nate, it's almost like Nate just wants to be an equal. He wants to be recognized. He wants to be, and all stems from like the daddy issues. Well, uh, for me, I'm kind of like, well, first you got to pay your dues, buddy. Like you're on the coaching staff. You were a water boy. Like that's a step up. Like just chill there for a while. and Maybe someday you can coach your own team. I think, you know, I think with a normal person who's not been, essentially told their shit shite mm-hmm. and ignored by their father not given you know and it's not like you know your dad needs to praise you every single time you wipe your bum bum you know but i think he's a wounded cat and i think that's coming out and he doesn't know how to handle success he doesn't probably doesn't know how to work with humility he's always just kind of been cowering in his little shell well, he once he did get a little taste of success there, it kind of did go to his head. He was like obsessed yeah. with checking, you know, social media and whatnot all the time. So, yeah, he he can't handle much. Not a lot of tolerance there for. Yeah. Interesting. No, but uh, so they win. Mm-hmm. The Greyhounds win. Mm-hmm. Nate uh, rips up the believe sign. He's out. And the very final shot of the episode, we see Nate in a West Ham coaching jacket watching some players. And then he turns around and looks in the camera kind of like, well, fuck you. Yeah. I'm bad Nate now. Yep. He's the bad guy. So it'll be interesting to see how season three goes. Um, It's all going to be about the uh, redemption of Nate. Yeah, probably. You know, it's also kind of. I'm really invested in the Roy and Keeley relationship. Mm. That's going through some trials and tribulations here a little bit. That's good though. Cause it's, they're showing us like we're past the honeymoon phase. Now we need to deal with like real stuff. Yeah. Real relationship stuff. Like yep. I got this great new job. Well, I thought we'd go on vacation, but I have to start the new job now. And yeah. it's like, you know, that's some of the, that's a little bit more bigger. Can I just say I loved the scene where Roy wanted to like ask the diamond dogs for advice. Yeah. <laughs> but he didn't want to come right out and say that. And then that scene where he's like, so diamond dogs is just where you just talk about stuff and nothing gets resolved. Yep. Yeah. He's like, cool. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, they yeah. all were like, Oh my God, he thinks we're cool. Oh my yeah, God. Yeah, yeah. He said we're cool. No, that was, that was a nice scene. Yeah. That was my favorite. That was so funny. Yeah. No, that was good. Um, um, you know, back to Nate. Yeah. I read somewhere that Nate wants to be, he doesn't feel like he's part of the crew. Like, you know, for instance, when Roy, when he tells Roy that he kissed Keeley. Yeah. I think in Nate, th- this is the article, whoever wrote it, I want to say AV Club. Mm. They said that uh, he wanted to be yelled at. He wanted to be threatened. Hmm. You know, he wanted to be kind of part of the team, you know, but it's almost like he's still nobody and you don't want to pick on the nobody because, oh, a little, little baby made a mistake. Go play with your ball. Well, I think he wants to be taken seriously. Yeah. And, and that's he's part of it. He's not, he's not taken as a serious threat to their relationship, you know, like, and that's oh, a, that's you're so cute. You tried to kiss my girlfriend. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's kinda, exactly a part yeah. of the bigger issue with Nate that based on what I read. Yeah. And I, was, I thought that was pretty, pretty on, pretty, uh, pretty uh, spot on. Yeah. Observation. Yep. 
But yeah, the Roy and Keeley thing is interesting. You know, I like how him and Jamie Tart kind of worked it out. Yeah. You know? um, so uh, still a good show. Yeah. You know, there yeah. aren't many episodes that kind of suck. They're all pretty good. Yeah. And I wish we could get somebody on from the show about it. I will say um, I did not care for the portrayal of Edwin Akufu. The, the, oh, is, is he Nigerian businessman? Uh, Ghana. Ghana businessman. He's wooing Sam Obisanya. Nice. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It just something about that performance was kind of off for me. The whole performance? Or yeah. Well, and he, especially he... at the end when he kind of goes off, it was just like, okay, this, I wasn't, it, I wasn't liking it in it throughout, but I really didn't like it then. <laughs> I, I think. I think that's really good characterization. Uh, I think the way it was portrayed was really spot on. Really? <clears throat> because, first of all, I thought it was weird that he wouldn't shake Ted's hand. He had his guy shake his hand. But then he shook hands with other people. Yeah. You know, you know, my dumb brain goes to, oh, does he not like white people? Is that? Yeah. But, I thought so it was I, more of a psychology thing. Maybe like, it was. I'm above you. I'm too, I'm... I'm so great, I don't even shake people's hands. Yeah, maybe that's it. I don't know. Maybe I overthought that one, but I think his performance was pretty good, and it made sense because he didn't earn the billions of dollars he has. Mm. He's the son of the billionaire. Billionaire sure. dies, leaves it to him. Now, he wants to go start his football team, mm -hmm. and he's portraying all the... He's throwing money around to woo the guy, but what he's not giving Sam is any real sense of belonging family like you know you he gave him all the what sorry oh you're right he gave him all like the oh we're gonna take care of you amunia i bought this restaurant hired these actors i rented out the museum there's banksy you just met banksy isn't that great mm -hmm. and here's some nigerian food from your home country sort of no i, I get but he didn't give him a sense of like you know why being where i want you to be is going to be better for you and how you're going to have great people. And this is going to be like new family. Sure. It's kind of like you can, you can spoil a child and buy them all the ice cream and gifts in the world. But if you don't have a real connection yeah, with them, you don't hug them. Yeah. And you don't encourage them and help, you know, help uh, solve their problems and dry up their tears and be there for yeah. them. Then and None of that stuff matters. And also, I think his little rage at the end when yeah. Sam tells him no thanks. Yeah. Where he throw, goes ballistic and yeah. knocks shit over yeah. and chokes the mannequin. I think that fits because he's essentially a silver spoon billionaire baby. He, yeah. he didn't earn that money. He sure. didn't work the business to get that money. So he doesn't, when he's told no, when he thinks he should be told yes, Yeah. he doesn't have the acumen to stop and go, okay, I'm what, you know what? I respect that decision. I'm going to tell you what, I'm going to give you 24 hours. I'll add X amount of dollars or, you know, he didn't, he just like, I didn't get my toy. Yeah. Goes I mean, ballistic. I understand the, the like a petulant baby. Sorry. Uh, no, I understand the reasoning behind what, what the script said for me, it was the execution. I thought it was a little bit over the top at times. And especially mm. at the end, it was like, okay, this is a little ridiculous and kind of, almost false i just didn't i just didn't believe it i guess okay that's what i'm getting at well 
I think he did pretty good. And I believe Sam Donaldson, actually, his parents are from Ghana. Sure. Or somewhere in Africa. Like, his parents are native Africans from some country. I don't know. It just, something didn't seem genuine with it for me. It just didn't land. I don't Hmm. know. Okay. That's the best way I can kind of describe it. He's really good in Veep, though. Yeah. I mean, really good. Yeah. Um, Anything else on Ted Lasso season finale or anything with the season? Um, I mean, overall, I thought it was really good. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's not just a sports show. There's just so much more to it, you know, than this comedy centered around a sporting event, you know? So I can appreciate some of all of that, but yeah, yeah, I like it. Definitely. Consider this. Mike Tillis is shopping online and can't find a promo code to save him on his online purchase. Mike has entered the non-discount zone. Mike just wants to save him. Wait, 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 wait. You mean to tell me we're doing the Twilight Zone parody commercial to get people to join honey.com slash Mary? Uh, yeah. How else would you do well, it? Well, I wouldn't do something that's been done a thousand times. But everyone loves the Twilight Zone type commercial. It's a staple. Yeah, sure. Just what every other commercial producer said. Why not just have the owner of the business deliver the message in a very stilted and uncomfortable way? Well, because... How about the crazy, everything must go, furniture sales spot? I mean, come on, man. It's honey. They've got like 30,000 online stores that they'll find a discount code for. Impressive. Yeah, 17 million people are using honey every day. How about I just talk about how the Honey plugin is on sale and all browser plugins have to be cleared away for next year's models. Well, first of all, the Honey plugin is free. Secondly, it installs in seconds. And thirdly, that's a horrible idea. So if that's so bad and my Twilight Zone idea is so bad, then what would you suggest? Uh, somebody who sounds like Morgan Freeman? Done. Go to joinhoney.com slash married. Our final show today, this week, Goliath. Season 4, Episode 1, Goliath is back. Uh, to recap, Goliath is about a uh, Billy McBride, a super good lawyer who's a complete fuck-up, drunk, maybe has some mental issues, uh, you know, other issues going on. He um, He's kind of taking on these cases where he used to be in a high-powered law firm, but he's kind of working out of a motel or some shitty apartment. And uh, he's been uh, brought on board uh, to be... Uh, kind of one of the lead uh, defenders, prosecutors. It's it's a lawsuit. Yeah. Against a couple drug companies. It's essentially kind of. It seems like it's paralleling uh, or talking. What is the word? I'm, synthesizing the opioid crisis. Absolutely, to it a is. certain extent. Not to a certain extent, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Do they? Is it opioids they're yeah. talking about? Okay. Yeah. But you got J.K. Simmons in here. I didn't see that coming. Yeah. He apparently plays the CEO of the pharmaceutical company, but so yeah, he's a screw up drunk lawyer, but he's goddamn brilliant. He's one of these like, it's like house, but yeah. as a lawyer. Exactly. That's a great description of it. Yeah. But it's a little more out there. A little bit. Last season was very much almost tripping the light fantastic at times. Yeah. And not because they were doing peyote in a couple scenes. Sure. But, um, it was almost. Like fear and loathing, Las Vegas meets uh, L.A. law to a certain extent. <laughs> but this season, we've watched season one. It's the final season, and they're still a little trippy. Yeah, it's. I, I couldn't quite figure out the beginning of this. I was like, "What? 
what is what? Yeah. <laughs> One of those scenes, few of those scenes. I was like, wait, what? Is this really happening? Or is he like dreaming this, hallucinating? What's happening here? But No, he's uh we kind of pick up soon after the last season he got shot by that one chick in the rainy parking lot Mm -hmm. and um you know he's uh dealing with those wounds he's going to see uh an eastern asian doctor uh to help with that uh and this is this is uh set in san francisco which is kind of cool you don't see many shows set there but I like it. It's good. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I like I've liked Goliath. I like the characters. Um what's her name? It's always great. Patty. Patty. Yeah. Yes. She's phenomenal. Yes. And why we don't see her in more stuff. Nina Arianda. I know. Why so we don't good. see her in more stuff. She's just so good. Uh, this character, like yeah, she's just great. She's just so sassy, mm-hmm. smart assy and totally classy. <laughs> yeah. And, um, so, I mean, there's not much else to say. It's kind of, we just started it so far. I mean, spoiler alert, the Bruce Dern, Bruce Dern character across the way in the apartment. Oh, is that who that is? Yeah. Oh, I did not know that. Okay. He's some old raggedy dude yeah. sitting there occasionally staring at yes. Billy, Yes. Billy Bob Thornton's character. Yeah. And, uh. I was looking up something, and I don't know if I want to tell you. No. Okay. No, don't spoil it for me yet. Don't tell us. Don't well, tell our listeners either. I'll just say he has a connection Well, to the bigger story. That's kind of what I was wondering, because he got the late phone call, and there were binoculars. And it and was he, from him. He, well, and he looked right at him, and he like points a gun. So you're like, okay, he's got- Point his finger. Yeah, like finger guns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah sorry. He made like a gun gesture. Yeah, yeah. That's what I meant to say. Sorry. Right. And so you're already like, oh, he knows something about something. He's uh, he's involved in this somehow, some way. Okay. I mean, that's what I thought right away. But yeah, yeah. And I, I, I didn't. I wasn't looking for anything. I was. I went to IMDb to look up a cast member. Yeah. I think I might have actually was looking to see if is that Bruce Dern? Yeah. He's gotten really old, and yeah, it's him. And based on the character, don't look. No, okay. Based on the character name, I, I realize, okay, he's involved. Okay. With the bigger story. Okay, I won't look. But No, uh, IMDb for me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think they probably should have just used his first name. So he's, uh, yeah, you were going to say? I like those threads, though, where, where like, oh, there's mystery and intrigue here now. Like, what's going on with that guy? Why were there binoculars? Who called him in the middle of the night to tell him so? You know, how, how do they know? His phone number, you know, I yeah. have so many questions. And it was interesting when he went to the bar, Billy McBride. Yeah. Um, and you pointed out, so the head of the law firm just happens to be in the same bar. Yes, in Chinatown there where he goes to get his medicine. You when know? I said to you, like, oh, I think that's like a ghost or he's in, hallucinating that. But no, that's the actual head of the law firm. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's just, uh, I think they're all kind of connected. Well, sure. But it's just, that's just too weird. Like when you think that's weird, but it's not because they, the law firm got him that shitty apartment. So they know where he's at. Yeah. You know, they probably know the rigmarole of the Billy McBride story based on what Patty said. Sure. So that's not too far fetched. You know, 
I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It's going to be interesting because I think that the, um, you know, there's the, the daughter that's the head of the law firm, but there's the stepmom that's involved too. And they're kind of at odds over. She's stepmom. I, I thought that's what they said. I didn't catch that part. Okay. I just got the impression she was like. The wife. I don't think no. she's the mother of though. Uh, the gal who was in Chinatown. That's not her mom. Anyway. Uh, okay. Some I think somehow she's involved. Okay. Because she's pretty anti-Billy. And maybe because she knows, like, Billy's going to get to the bottom of this. That's what he does. That's mm-hmm. what that's what's happened in all of the other seasons. You know, it's like, it seems like this simple case, but, you know, as as you kind of unravel the threads, it gets to be something bigger. Yeah. So. Yeah, so we'll uh, we'll see where this goes. The final season of Goliath. It's on Amazon Prime Video. It's gonna oh. it's gonna be interesting too. One other thing I wanted to add to that is Billy's kind of alone now. Like Patty's the only one around him. You know, Brittany has moved to Chicago. Chicago, yeah. Her, his daughter isn't speaking to him. Like he doesn't have the usual kind of support team. Oh, yeah, his uh, office lady. Yeah, yeah, kind of all of those characters that have kind of helped get the job done in the past or kind of checked on him to make sure he's still alive or, you know, knew where he was last, so go there, you know, that sort of stuff. So I don't know, you know, if that's going to stay that way this season or how that's going to work out for Billy. I don't know. I think that you'll see some of them come back or Probably. help out. I mean, we already saw, what's her name? Brittany. Brittany, yeah. Yeah. She showed up and on the phone, so. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they popped in. We'll see. There's uh, about seven more episodes to go in Goliath. Um, you got anything else? No. Great. Let's yeah. wrap this puppy up. Let's put it to bed. All right. The Married with Channels podcast. That's going to do it for us. Brought to you by Honey. Go to joinhoney.com slash married. Subscribe to the show. And uh, give us some good reviews. Share. Tell your friends. Absolutely. And thank you for listening. You've got any... Uh, you can go to the uh, description and find that thing from the uh, main character. Until next time, thanks for uh, listening. I'm Moose. And I'm Jody. Bye. Bye.